Broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> That's right, everybody. It's the Ghost Shrimp and Friends Podcast, episode 20. Yeah! It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. You know what I'm saying? We made it. We made it to 20 episodes, everybody. That is very cool. Pat yourself on the back for tuning in to one of the dopest podcasts on this internet. You know what I'm saying? Big shout-outs to you, the subscriber of this podcast. Big shout-outs to everybody telling a friend to tell a friend about this podcast. You know what I'm saying? And big shout-outs to everybody on the Patreon page for this podcast showing love and support in the form of financial backing. You know what I'm saying? Keeping this podcast available and producing for everybody you know what i'm saying um if you head on over to patreon slash ghost shrimp you too can join and you can receive the if every week you will get this podcast two days early you know what i'm saying as soon as i record it i put it up on the patreon page and you get first access for only one dollar per episode you know what i'm saying two days before it goes on itunes and soundcloud that's very juicy you know and then if you want to take it a step farther and peel off two dollars or more per episode y'all get a shout out on this podcast and everybody's gonna know you are a baller you know what i'm saying just like my man kevin fitzpatrick decided to do this week shout out to you kevin fitzpatrick aka ghost scout sober haze you know what i'm saying way back from year one ghost scout training camp you know who else decided to pledge this week you know who decided to pledge five dollars towards the podcast this week yvonne santiago big shout outs to you going above and beyond you know what i'm saying that is very much appreciated uh we got the homie jesse moynihan getting a shout out this week uh you know my homie from adventure time legendary storyboarder on adventure time and also doing the dopest comic on the planet called forming which you can go over and also support on patreon right now you know what i'm saying don't just support this podcast on patreon if you have a favorite artist if you have favorite projects go support that shit okay get on there and support it this is a form of social networking you know if you're complaining about how whack facebook is or how distracting instagram is blah 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 you know what i'm saying Let's embrace these forms of productive social media, you know what I'm saying, like Kickstarter, like Patreon, right? Big shout out to Jesse Moynihan. I'm backing his project, Forming, on Patreon. Um, Big shout out to John Mansfield, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Beard Lips, supporting the pod at the $2 level. 
Mark Osborne. Big shout out to Mark Osborne. Another homie. So many homies supporting this podcast. I fucking love it. Brother of Kent Osborne uh, and director of The Little Prince and Kung Fu Panda. So we got an illustrious. Look at this. Just even the shout outs are stacked up with freaking dope ass artists up in this. That's how you know it's a good podcast. Uh, Big shout out to Bark the Dog. You know what I'm saying? B-A-R-C. Up in this, Alexander Lansang, my homie, Ghost Scout Dusty Lupus represent. Big shout out to Arguably Art supporting at that $2 level. You know what I'm saying? And back to the OGs, big shout out to Tri-Man Hunt supporting at the $2 level. And I just found out that, found out recently that my man Tri-Man Hunt is a co-worker of Ghost Scout, um... The Denmark Ghost Scout Luba, you know what I'm saying? Lady Quantum, right? So big shout out, friends of friends. I love to see that. Maybe Tri-Man Hunt's a future Ghost Scout himself. Because mm, you can go to ghostroomglobal.com right now and apply to Ghost Scout training camp. How about that? Year 7 applications are up. You know what I'm saying? But don't let me get ahead of myself. Don't let me forget, last but not least, Jessica Kakadani supporting since way back when. You know what I'm saying? How many weeks now? How many podcasts now? These people are literally paying for the podcast. So big shout outs to you and big shout outs to all the $1 pledging subscribers. You are not forgotten. Big collective shout-outs to you. Much appreciated. You know what I'm saying. So today's guest on the podcast for this very special 20th episode is none other than my man Matthew Amore, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Squatch Matrix. You know what I'm saying? He's currently working at Floyd County Productions as a background colorist on the popular show Archer. And he also uh, attended year two of training camp and is responsible for creating the camp champion by becoming the first ever Ghost Scout training camp camp champ. So without further ado, let's just jump right into the deep end on this shit. All right, and here we are with the one and only original camp champion, Squatch Matrix. Look, I don't know who you're trying to call. This is Donald J. Trump. I was trying to reach Daniel Rogers, James Bandit. But look, I called because I want to make Ghost Scouts great again. But believe me, it's impossible. It's a shithole up there. I'm telling you, believe me. Oh, shit. Coming in hot. All right, welcome to the pod, my friend Donald Trump, Esquash slash Squatch Matrix. It's good to be here. You voted How are for, you? You voted for Trump? Look, I don't disclose <laughs> any of my votes. <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not vote for You voted for Donald. Hillary Clinton? I didn't vote for either. Oh. You voted for yourself. I voted. You voted I for voted. Me. I voted for, I wrote in Daniel Roger James Bandit. Yes. Da, 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 da. That just, that's another thing in our FBI file of the Ghost Scouts. <laughs> yeah, man. 
now they're voting for this guy for president. We got to get to the bottom of this. Dude, I'm pretty sure the FBI has been scrambled. They're in the woods right now. Definitely. They're out there. Sometimes when I'm walking around, I see some mysterious footprints with a government emblem in the boot heel. <laughs> Dude, wake up, sheeple. Wake the fuck up. All right. So uh, you were the original camp champion. You invented in in the in the in the history of uh Ghost Scout lore, you loom large. The lexicon. You loom large. Uh you are a legendary mm. character. Um and uh you came in year two and uh right. you went so hard in camp <laughs> that we had to create a camp champion. You you manifested and invented uh camp championness. Well, I like to think of it as a collaboration. I mean, you first, uh, I remember it very clearly when we were watching uh, Commando, no spoilers, but uh, you said in the mor- in the movie that if anybody wins camp, they get the name John Matrix. Ooh. And I was like, oh, that's going to happen. Right. And, I, and from that moment on, I was like, I'm going to win camp. Right, right. So we were outside in the VIP zone, uh, watching. We have a we have a setup where we have an outdoor movie theater in the VIP zone, with a big like twelve by fifteen uh, movie screen, and we project movies onto it. And yeah, we were watching Commando, and Arnold Schwarzenegger's character is John Matrix. And yeah, we said we were joking around, and we said whoever wins camp gets the Matrix moniker and that is Mm -hmm. that is the origin of the squatch matrix name yes Uh, the one and only matrix that's right and this the squatch part that was that was a good story we had uh that dude chris the sasquologist right yeah the local (laughs) a local sasquatch expert Mm -hmm. a local cryptozoologist he bummed cigarettes and burgers off of people in order to progress his story. Yeah, Andrew Greenstone, <laughs> a.k.a. Foam Breeze, shout out to Foam Breeze, um, he had, I think, struck up some kind of internet relationship. Uh, Romance? With, <laughs> over Tinder, over uh, cryptid, <laughs> cryptid, cryptid Tinder uh, with, <laughs> with this local dude here who like writes books on Sasquatch. He has a lot of theories about Sasquatch, including that Sasquatch is on the autism spectrum. I think he, uh, <laughs> that's literally, I think what his new book is about is how Sasquatches oh my are, gosh. are autistic, which, Hey, I'm, 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 uh, I could be on board with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. I'm saying, give me some more. Um, mm. and, uh, he came, we had, we had hit him up and he came, uh, to just kind of talk about Sasquatches and shit. And yeah, that was pretty hype. That was pretty funny. He was wicked into it, but yeah, he was a real character and he kept bumming, uh, like food and beers and smokes off of people. If I remember correctly, yeah. uh, in order to progress his story, he right. would, he would go, you he would be like, feed him. yeah, he, he was like, uh, yeah, and then uh, the woman grabbed the Sasquatch by the, let's just say, the lobes. And uh, but in order for me to continue, I need a cigarette. Yeah, he just was, like say just like that. Yeah, he was telling me. Well, he was telling us that um, Sasquatches frequently rape uh, horses, uh, and that you <laughs> can tell you can tell if your horse has been raped because they <laughs> braid the horse's mane 
either before, during, or after the rape. So that if you come out and wonder why your horse uh, is <laughs> is tired and has a braided mane, now you know. Yeah, dude. What if what if the one of these days there's a uh, an offspring that's like a, a Sasquatch centaur? dude oh man dude i like yeah Think what's happening it. with all this fucking yeah all this uh all this mating shouldn't there be some we need to see some offspring i like that a lot squatch yeah. squatch tar scent squatch squatch. yeah dude damn <laughs> i like that you gotta draw that they're dude. out there you gotta draw that yeah I, I will i'll get it on your desk by monday yep have it on my desk yesterday okay um, but yeah, and then and then that night after he was uh, doing his speech, I went to bed and it started raining pretty hard. And I woke up in the middle of the night to wood knock sounded kind of like I don't know if you can hear that, but I can't. I I heard it. The, I, sometimes we can hear stuff that doesn't pick up on the pod, but you're knocking. Okay. Knock well, on your mic. Knock on your mic. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? Whoa. Yeah, what was and, that? Uh, oh! <laughs> so I woke up in my tent and I was like, holy crap, what's that? And uh, and I, I, I don't hear anything for a minute. And then I hear this huge tree crash. And then in the morning, I'm like, guys, did you hear that? And nobody heard it but me. And I go out and I see a, a tree that is snapped down uh, like eight feet from the ground. And I'm like, dude, it was a squatch. It had to have been. He yeah. heard us talking about him, and he was summoned. Yeah, you were hyped about it. I remember the next yeah, I day. I was so hyped Yeah, about you it. were like, dude, you got to check this out. And then there was like yeah. a squatch nest back there, too, where like, yeah. where it's like all the roots and everything are pushed up, and it creates like this little wall cubby like nest thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're out there, dude, obviously. They're out there stomping around, invisibly leaving no sign that we can see. But they're there for sure, a hundred percent. The reason 100%. I know they're real is because you can't prove it. That's true. Think about it. I've already thought about it. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then the and then the one and then that makes me think of the one time where you uh brought me up there and it, like you had been hearing chewing in the night or something, and then like you came up and you're like, "Dude, there's a fucking porcupine in the oh, tree yeah, yeah, above dude, my tent." And you're like, Bring your gun, and then you're like, "Shoot it, shoot it, shoot yeah, it!" You're like, shoot it. Fucking, <laughs> you wanted me to murder this porcupine that was just trying to eat a snack, dude. Like, it was possessed. You're like he's keeping, dude. It, it had blood red eyes. It had blood red eyes. I remember. Yeah, isn't that just because it's like nocturnal or something or albino? It, it was, was like albino? a spiky monkey, dude. I'm pretty sure it was a spiky monkey. Yeah, it was a slow spiky monkey. Mm-hmm. It could have been possessed. It could have definitely been like an agent. Like a, it could have been like had had some had a consciousness riding in there. It did look it did look a little spooky and malevolent. Yeah, I mean, it lives in its own poop, so you know. True. You can't yeah. be that sane. Yeah, porcupines, that's part of their defense is that they like live in all their shit and it gets all over their quills. So then when you get pricked, when you get a bunch of quills in you, it also gets like crazy infected because of all like their dookie that's getting in you and that's part of their damage. Mm-hmm. They like can get you crazy infected and kill you that way. Mm-hmm. So in that way, maybe you were right. Maybe we should have fucking murdered that bitch. <laughs> we should have. <laughs> 
No, I never shoot the porcupines because I'm not going to eat it. I see the porcupines around. And also, especially Dude, after... Errol, Errol loves eating porcupines. <laughs> Shout out to he, Errol. He'll eat anything. After, we have a friend named Errol. After he said that he shot a porcupine and then maggots started like falling out of the <laughs> whole bullet hole. I was like, pass. <laughs> <laughs> that's just extra seasoning man yeah they're just, like they dude you eat. you you love grubs have yeah, you had grub, any grubs, grubs since that mag- one time grubs and maggots i think are different though i think if you're eating maggots you might die <laughs> maybe <laughs> or that you'll just get them like they'll just then be in your meat right like because they're just living and feasting off of like the meat and organs off of a living creature so if you eat one they probably just like burrow through your fucking stomach wall and start fucking you then you just like get infested with maggots and like you're looking at somebody and like a maggot's crawling through your eyeball and shit (laughs) that's next level that's real i think that happens (laughs) the monsters inside the monster what Uh uh-oh do we lose them all right, we had some little technical difficulties there. Uh, my internet cut out, so there's an internet mystery going on behind this, which usually keeping it raw, which usually means, yeah, well, you know, we keep it raw on the Gojibur Friends podcast. But when we get internet interference, you know that that means we're getting close to the truth, and that the government <laughs> is trying to interfere with this podcast. So that means we're getting to we're getting to some really good meaty juicy topics here Tempor- temporal anomalies temporal anomalies so uh we got cut off and we were talking about the maggots dripping out of uh, a dead <laughs> porcupine mm-hmm. remember when we were splitting that spruce and all those juicy grubs popped out and you had, like, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, we were cutting up some. You loved them. We were cutting up some big. I think they were big white pine uh, log tr- tree. You know, some juicy white pines that we had cut down uh, down here by the house, and we were we were dicing them up and doing some stuff with them, and we were splitting them up, and and yeah, some big juicy old grubs started falling <laughs> out, and then we were they were like, like little gin gin nuggets. Yeah, we they were like, like gin. yeah, we were like we were like bear grills would eat these. And then we started, I was like, let's eat one. And then I ate six of them. And did you, did, did you eat some? I had one. Yeah. I had one. I think Alfonso had one. Was Fonzie here? Wasn't Jesse here? Uh, I'm, I don't, I'm trying to remember which time frame that was. Yeah. I've been up there so much. Huh. Well, shout out Old Cotton. Shout out Psych Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we ate them and they were, they were good. They, they tasted like pine grapes. They tasted like kind of like pine sap and, and like in a grape. So it was creamy and explosive. Um, but yeah, they weren't, they were like, you could eat them. Like that was like not even gross. It was like, if you think of it as a grape, it was like no deal. You just have to not, you just have to like not eat their head cause they have the pinchers on them and they might like chew you up mm-hmm. or some shit. But I would just hold Yeah, That's, the, that's what we call that a Vermont piercing. I would hold the head and then I would just just bite off that juicy old pine grape body. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I could eat an unlimited amount, really. But I stopped at six just in case they were like poisonous or something. So yeah, you can move. never be too safe after you've already made a terribly unsafe decision. Very true. That's my mantra. I would know about that. That's my mantra. Yeah, you are. When when uh, when Mama Geddon was on the pod, shout out Mama Geddon. 
um, we were we were trying to, we were we were talking about how accident prone she is and that she might mm-hmm. be the most injured person at camp. But then I thought, no, probably, <laughs> yeah, right. Probably Squatch Matrix also holds that illustrious yeah. title, the most injured sure. man at Ghost Scout training camp. It just means I'm overambitious. It's true. It's true. I would say year one, I would say that. And then uh, after that, I would say maybe lack of conditioning came into effect as well. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I started eating subs instead of salads. So. Uh, start with a salad and then put it in a hoagie roll, uh, add some meats, and then I'll eat it. <laughs> eating yeah, an man. Italian grinder came back. Is, is almost like eating a salad. Yeah, it's true. There's I a came, lot of when salad I came, fixings. When I came back the second time, I came in a new form. That's My true. pizza body. That's true. You are leveling up your pizza body every time you come back. Like, yeah. Final form. What's your final form going to be? I think your final pizza Dude, you body form is going to be one that can't even get in a car to get here or a plane. <laughs> it's true. But you true you love pizzas more than subs. That's true. I do love. I love me a good old pizza. What's your shout out to Positive Pie? What's your favorite Man. pizza? Like, what's your ultimate pizza? Ultimate pizza, mm-hmm. just uh, man. I mean, there's some good spots here in Atlanta, but I mean, New York slices are definitely top notch. Yeah, New York um, pizza is definitely definitely so good. Yeah, but Positive Pie, I'd say, is probably the best in in Vermont from what we've had. Positive Pie is super good. They make really really good pizza. That's a that's a a, a restaurant here in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just ate there the other night. I'm jealous. Yep. Well, I have a feeling you'll be eating there again. Have you ever done like a club sandwich pizza where you stack three pizzas on top of each other and put a toothpick I've through it? I've done two. Two on top two. of each other? <laughs> Just two slices on top of each other. Oh, yeah. that's true. I've done that's, that. That's, but optimal. I was... that's optimal eating. Yeah. I was thinking of like an entire pizza on top of an entire pizza on top of an entire pizza and then you eat all that in one sitting. That's my fifth form, I think. When I get to my fifth form, yeah, I think I'm at. I think I'm at number three. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, fucking, dude. But I, I, you gotta have goals. I that's can, what we talk about. Yeah, is having goals. I can, I can camp. destroy a pizza. That's for sure. I, I have no mercy on pizza. What if your goal when you came to camp was just to fucking eat pizzas and subs and like eight hours a day? You were just like slamming pizzas and subs and you're like sweating it out and you're like taking crazy shits and you're like, I know I can do it, dude. I want that, <laughs> dude. I've wanted that the whole time. Pizza, <laughs> uh, pizza grinder training camp. You know how many times I begged you to to let me go to the snack shack and <laughs> let's go to the. St- I know I had to start making rules. You, had, you that's dude, I did, the squatch I did, I did rule. The rules in effect. I was yeah. like, I was like, you guys, you can go like going to the snack shack like once a week is like once or twice a week. That's good. Going to the snack shack every day starting to get distracting. <laughs> Yeah, but then but then you would ask me to bring you back spicy fried pickles. There's a fine line. Well, yeah, if you're going, of course I want my spicy fried <laughs> pickles. Come on. That was the bribe. Oh, so that's, good. That's how it worked. So good. Mm. I love it. Are they currently in hibernation right now? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the snack shacks, um, if people don't know, I don't know if these exist in other parts of the country, but in New England, there's like these little seasonal in the in like the summertime, basically, they open up and it's like just like they kind of serve every kind of food there is like it's like all the American food or all the Americanized food that you can think of, basically. And they usually have like a shit ton of items. Um, but it's like junky, you know, like burgers, fries, chicken strips, um, you know, fucking whatever, like what else, what else do they have there? They have all kinds of, they, they have got, like, they got, they got fried mushrooms, right? Fried mushrooms, Dude. fried pickles, garlic fried zucchini. mushrooms. Yeah. The garlic mushrooms are actually really good. Um, mm-hmm. but they'll have like 20, milkshakes. Yeah. Milkshakes. They have like 20, which I've dropped. I've dropped two. I've dropped two milkshakes there. On the ground? No way! Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that. Classic. <laughs> they gave me they gave me replacements. Oh my god! You should just do that every yeah. time and see how long it'll work for. Be like, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Damn! I tried to rest <laughs> it on my stomach and it fell again. <laughs> Dude, it's it's nature's shelf right here. Damn it! Yeah, they have like twenty kinds of burgers. They have like just like lots of variations on different junky foods. They have the mountain bowl, which is like mashed potatoes and like chicken nuggets and like gravy and, and like corn or something. Is there corn in it? I'm 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 getting hungry, man. <laughs> oh shit. Yo, I gotta pause this and go eat. <laughs> Yeah, they have oh, ice man. cream. They have like the creamies there. They have like the kind of like that that ice cream. You just thing. have a cream kid. Get, get a, a cream creamy, kid. Get a creamy kid. Um, where that where it's like a regular. It's like they have fifty flavors of ice cream or whatever because it's just like vanilla that they add like a flavored syrup to or something like that. So good. So it's like a super junky like like uh, lunch joint, and and they're a lot of times they're like located near like a campground. Or like a beach or something like that, because um, they revolve around seasonal activities. But yeah, we just happen to have yeah. one. Uh, right I've to I've one. never I've never seen them in any other of the states. I've yeah. been to forty three states. So. Yeah, I think it's a New England thing, uh, or at least a yeah. northeast, at least a northeast thing. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the Snack Shack definitely uh definitely fun definitely fun to hit up the snack shack but then like there's like a two-hour coma that happens afterwards like no matter what you get we're all like yeah let's go to the snack shack and then we come back and we're like why did we go to the snack shack it's like you're gonna go into a food coma um you know for like two or three hours after you've returned mm-hmm. it's definitely take a juicy like, old I take a juicy like, old nap in the in the loft of the cabin oh yeah, you gotta yeah. Take a huge shit you gotta take a nap then you yeah. gotta take another shit then you feel sick for a while then you have a headache um and then the next day you're ready to go again yeah ready to go to the snack shack <laughs> you, go, you are you're like let's go to snack jack for breakfast you should yeah, just man. try to get a job there bro why don't you come work summers <laughs> at the snack shack that's you're how right you get, that's how you reach the ultimate level of the pizza body that's next level Although supposedly, dude, the pizza at the Snack Shack, the one on the way to Morrisville, supposedly that's like ultra dank pizza. Really? We, yeah, Someone I've never told had me it. it's the best pizza they've ever had. That's word on the street. But that word doesn't mean much sometimes. Until you taste I mean, it. How many, how, many te- how many teeth did that guy have that told you that? Enough to chew pizza. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Enough to chew up a pizza. We'll have to check it out. Um, yeah. What were your most memorable injuries of camp? 
<laughs> well, uh, do you want me to list them all? <laughs> Just what comes to mind when you think of getting injured at camp? Well, uh, not really injury, but when I got pneumonia, that was pretty bad. That was the worst one. That's when you had to leave early, right? No, that was the back injury. <laughs> oh, right. That was when you were like... That was the apocalypse now level. Yeah, dude. Like, oh man! Shut in your dark tent, oh. and we were all like, really, <laughs> really worried that you might be dying and/or going insane in the dark. Yeah, no, I was. My morale took a took a nosedive. Yeah. I was like, I was like paralyzed. It yeah, seemed you could like barely walk. You could barely yeah. even literally barely walk. Because how did you fuck up your back? How did that happen? So, so what happened was this was graduation night. Don't talk about it, but. Um, I was that day. Uh, we were on trench duty, so this was camp uh, two years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, and when we were doing the trench, and uh, I think maybe we were just repairing the trench or whatever. No, but, three years um, ago it was year four. It was year four. Okay, year four. But uh, I was carrying a uh, log up that big slope, and uh, it wasn't too big. It was like a like a four foot long one, but it was pretty. It had some wide girth, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and uh, I think I just I tweaked my back, just like kind of bending. You know, my, I was trying to climb up, and then then my top half started going down right. backwards. So I think that tweaked it, and but it didn't hurt right away. And then I helped you move your wood stove out of the house so you could clean it. Mm-hmm. I think that also put some more strain. And then running around all night for graduation and then uh, at the end doing 200 log squats was definitely not helpful. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, right. Weren't we like we were toasted up and we were like at the movie night where we doing log squats? Yeah. Like we we, yeah. shouldered, we shouldered a big log and we were doing squats with it? Yeah. What happened was uh, Liam... Shout out to Chap Chap Masterly. Chap Masterly, was, uh, another yeah, camp champion. Started, Shout outs. Yeah, that's right. He was Australian, starting to do them, and Australian and camp he was champ. he. I think he got like a hundred, and I was like, I'm not going to let him get a hundred. I'm, I'm I'm not going to let that be the record. So I was like, I was just like going nuts. Is that did we and, really do that many? He did a hundred squats with a log on his back. I think he, I think he got something like that. Damn, he had some performance enhancing alcohol in his system, probably. Yeah, I think I did too. <laughs> <laughs> did I yeah. do that many? Did I do a hundred log squats? I don't remember. Well, you did a bunch too. Mm, I remember you did a bunch. Mm. And then and then that was the night night that uh. Alex got in my face. Shout out to uh, to uh, Alex, another uh, not not camp champ. Yeah. Oh, uh, shots fired! No. Shots fired! Oh, Dusty Lupus taking some heat. On Dusty the Lupus. Nah, he knows. He knows we tight. Yeah, no, um, he had some. He had some. Uh, he had some alcohol, uh, performance enhancing alcohol, and he was getting super <laughs> yeah. hyped. And he, and his his uh, enthusiasm was translating into some mega shit talking in your face. Yeah, and uh, well intentioned. Yeah, so I, well intentioned. Right. So I pushed Doctor. I pushed Doctor Jekyll away from me and grabbed his face <laughs> and pushed pushed him away. But uh, it's all good now. He's 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 turned his life around. He's, he's he did, he I think that is one of the things that contributed to him stop drinking alcohol. He quit alcohol. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm he, super proud he, of him. He loses. He loses his mind. He he says he gets too hyped. I can I can yeah. I can uh, I can uh, I can definitely relate to that. Sometimes I get way too fucking hyped when I'm drunk. Yeah, especially when it's Cole's birthday. Cole's birthday. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the that was the that was a, an extremely high testosterone uh, <laughs> night that led to gunshots. freestyle battles till oh, two in yeah, the morning. Yeah, two a.m. We were super ripped. We were definitely super blasted. Definitely super whiskey drunk. Um, coming back from the bar, continuing the party, um, some uh, gunshots going off in the air. Um, fireworks. Rap battles, fireworks. Oh, did we set off fireworks that night? Yeah, Andrew Andrew had some. Shout out I to think that was song. the last time that I've had to like like go in and like explain to everybody that like i'm sorry and i'm I yeah up. i think that's the last <laughs> that, time at camp that i've that, like, that i've made a major that i've had to like come in because that's what you know at, at camp we go through a lot of different things um sometimes people have you know some some conflicts with each other sometimes people wild out sometimes people you know hurt someone's feelings or something like that we're all there for a yeah. month together and we're like family so you know certain things happen but you know we always come back we always make it right and uh, i'm the first one to go up and when i've when i finally come around to realizing that i did something wrong <laughs> i will definitely come. yeah you you have to you have to break a rule before you can make a rule exactly and and gather the group up and and let everybody know that you know hey shit sometimes we we uh we wild out a little too hard up here but that was cole's birthday you know what i'm saying and uh that was one of the most legendary birthdays of all time so shout out to yeah. deep nuts probably deep one of his nuts. most memorable birthdays i mean that's got to be up there if that was my birthday yeah. i'd be pretty fucking hyped yeah and then the next day i got pneumonia so right. that was my uh my my repayment yeah I there guess. you go so alcohol extensive uh overindulging in alcohol has led to oh i ripped i injuries. ripped like 20 i ripped like 20 pipes 20 tobacco <laughs> oh, yeah, pipes. Oh my yeah, God. i kept i just i was chain piping <laughs> chain piping <laughs> yeah oh dude my god yeah that has a toll on you too that's that like the next day you sound like a thousand year old woman you're like oh, <laughs> <laughs> what like, are you guys doing you sound like you ate the contents of my wood stove <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, I think the last like I would say the last two two years at least have been super smooth sailing at camp. There's really been no incidents of uh of people kind of losing it, which is, you know, which is good, right. which is good overall. Very good. Very strong. Yeah. That's you know, strong. Very strong performances. That's strong. All around. Mhm. But yeah, it is fun though. Well, that's what the summit's for, you know. We're you know we're we're uh, we're gonna do a real. Oh yeah, summit. and I did, yeah we we did that. I I did that uh, camp Ghostwood summit with you and and your brother. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yep. And dropped and a Eb. log on my brother and injured him. Yeah. We were <laughs> that was so awesome, <laughs> dude. Something about log squats, man. Yeah, that's where I think we originated log squats. I think you and me yeah. made up. We started doing the log squat out there. <laughs> And I nailed your brother, and he was like, "No, it's fine, dude. It's fine. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. I only got a huge bruise, but yeah, no problem." <laughs> that was classic, though. But my brother is also like mad prone to like getting drunk and getting super injured too. He like fell into a bonfire. <laughs> he fell into a bonfire in college, and like his arm was like a bacon arm for a while. He got like, oh, he man. had like a Freddy Krueger arm. 
Um, yeah, he's the king. He got he got super wasted one time and punched literally through a windshield and almost bled, Hell yeah. bled to death. <laughs> so shout out to my, my little brother for being uh, also, yeah, definitely uh, have maniac tendencies involved. Yeah. It's that good old Boston blood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually am taking, I'm actually uh, in a, I'm two weeks into. Uh, I'm not gonna. Ha- I'm not gonna consume any alcohol till June first. So I'm two weeks into. Wow. I thought it was six months, but Athena corrected me. Uh, from January to June first is only five months because I don't know how to count. Um, mm. So uh, I'm taking five months off. But yeah, I am. Uh, I'm dialing it back a little bit, so that's good. Teetotaling. To, trying to be healthy. Trying. You know, I'm drinking that kombucha. Yeah, you're drinking those uh, green shakes and stuff. Um, yeah, definitely smoothies, you know, um, doing the intermittent fasting. Um, I've been, been really into that. I had really good results with that, experimenting with that last year. I've been having inter, I've been having intermittent, uh, pizza, uh, intake. Anti-fasting. You're like, so I, uh, I stop not eating, um, all day and I eat pizza for 14 hours a day. It's called the pizza (laughs) anti-fast. Anti-fast. Yeah. It's called slow pizza, where I eat mm-hmm. ten. I eat ten pizzas over the course of ten hours, just really slowly, bite by bite. It's like a meditation. It's like a pizza meditation. It's like it's like intravenous, you know, intake. Yep. You know. Yeah. Interpenis. What if you could yeah. eat a pe- What if you could eat a pizza with your <laughs> penis? Would you do it? Hmm. I think if it went through the right channels, you know, and still tasted good, yeah. Why not? Like a peanut, like a pizza catheter. Like you could put a tube. You could actually, you could put a tube, a <laughs> catheter tube in up your urethra, and you could blend in my blender. We could do this here. We could blend okay. up some pizza, and then oh you could gosh. try to intravenously put it into your penis. You'd probably die. Actually, now that I'm thinking yeah, about probably. the logistics of it, I'm not sure if yeah. you're. I'm not sure if your bladder is capable of digesting pizza. So that might probably not. You're gonna have to do that um, at Kent's house when he gets here. That's true. You Shout out to in, Uncle Ken. You can do that in Kent's woods when Ken Osborne becomes my neighbor uh, this May. You can. We can try um, the more uh, deadly experiments on his property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a good idea. Yeah. We won't tell them though. We'll just go on the back of the woods, and then when they discover the body, I'll be like, "I, yeah, I don't remember. I don't know about that." Yeah, don't listen to this podcast, Kent. Don't listen to the podcast, Kent. Um, what what other injuries? Oh well, the first year I smashed my fingers between two logs. I think like right and immediately. Then, didn't I just finish telling everybody to be to slow down yeah, and be careful? Yeah, and then you like bashed your hand with <laughs> you like sandwiched your log. You dropped a log and and on your hand between another log, and then we're like, yeah. you couldn't do anything for two days. No, no, I I kept working. I I put an oven mitt over my hand. Oh, that's right. And uh, wrapped it up. I mean, like it wasn't broken, but blood shot out of my fingernails. That was kind of gross. That's awesome. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I kept working. It it was all right. That's the stuff that camp champs are made of. Yeah, iron bones. Yeah, that I remember super vividly the time that we were, you know, we run up and down the hill every morning or every other morning. <laughs> and I, I don't remember, want to remember that. I, I can remember running. You know, I'm 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 at the head of the pack, and always. Uh, 
Well, no, because I think before people used to be polite and stay behind me, but I was like, guys, you can pass me. Because then I remember Alex and Liam used to like rip past me and they used to race <laughs> up the hill with their like 20, you know, Alex with his 20 year old energy. Um, mm-hmm. They used to smoke up the hill. But, uh, but yeah, this was year two. So I think people were still being polite. And or maybe I was the most fit person in year two. I don't know, but I was I was leading the. I, I remember there. I remember Mike. Uh, oh, my, oh yeah, Mike was like a runner. Out. Yeah, Mike could probably smoke me. Yeah, um, yeah, he he yeah, was always out, behind. Shout you. out uh, Cougar Trap across the pond. Across the pond, mate. Um, and uh, I was running down, coming coming to the sort of coming back to the clearing with the cabins, coming down the hill. And I hear someone like really running hard behind me, like, like, and then, and then, like, just, just coming right up behind me. And I look over my shoulder <laughs> just in time to watch you trip over your own feet at like a full on sprint and just like eat shit super hard. And I was like, whoa, it was kind of like the Indiana Jones scene where he's running from the fucking. <laughs> oh boulder. man, I was the boulder. the boulder and you were the bowler and uh that was classic <laughs> that that to me was classic squash you were definitely trying super hard to be like the most dedicated and i definitely appreciated yeah. it. it definitely didn't go unnoticed that that was the that was how we that was truly the legendary that was the legend of winning camp really came from mm-hmm. all that all that effort you put in i appreciate it i don't think anybody has ever tried it hard as tried so hard at camp as you did year one that was or you you did year two that was that was definitely epic i think i was at year one you didn't see me there secretly lurking (laughs) naked in the forest (laughs) um yeah is that all the injuries did we cover the history of your injuries uh um I think so. Yeah, I can't remember any other ones. Yeah, yeah. And the time that you hurt your back, you were you were crippled so bad that you had driven here, and you were going to drive home. But then, oh yeah, you had to you had to actually take an early back flight home. home yeah. Um, so you could like just lay, just go home and like go go. Yeah. To the then uh, and... then uh, freaking Butterflesh drove my car back and uh, yeah. got me like ten ten tickets. From driving through <laughs> whoa, New York. Whoa, whoa, wait, hold on, hold on. So yeah, so Butterflash. People ask me to explain all the inside jokes and stuff that we talk about because sometimes we'll just recount the story, but we don't explain it to everybody on the podcast. Yeah. So I try to Context. back up and explain it. But yeah, so so uh, shout out to Butterflash. He was a cadet at camp that year, uh, year four, and um, he had uh, he had he had come from Georgia and he had flown here. And so you said, hey. No, I think he took I think he took a bus up. Oh, he took a bus up. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a fucking yeah. long ass bus. So he had yeah. got so he had got here and, and yeah, you said, um, you know, what if I uh you know, what if what if you drive my car home? Uh yeah. You know. And that's probably actually a better deal than taking the bus. Probably better to Yeah, except him. except my AC went out on his way back. Oh <laughs> no. So bad for him. So he drove your car he back. Was, and didn't he drive with some people? Didn't he drive some people to he, New York or something like that? Yeah, he he drove with uh, Alex into New York and they like went to a comedy club. And did Liam go got, with like, them too? Did Liam ride I, with them? Yeah, too or I think so. Okay. Yeah. Then I got in the mail like uh two fifty dollar tickets for 
going through tolls Damn, without that's what you pay he was probably like fuck you squatch and he fucking yeah. ripped, ripped through some red lights and like <laughs> he saw a speed trap and he just fucking hit the gas he's like <laughs> he's like the yeah. nicest quietest politest kid but then he's like gets in the car and he's like a raging demon he's like masturbating the whole ride home good old good old butterfly she Dude, melted one time, on the way home one though. time when i was a kid uh, maybe this is what warped my mind and, and made me who I am today. One time when I was a kid, we were in a, the minivan with my family. I was probably like 10 years old or something like that. And uh, we were driving to my grandparents' house for some vacation. And a minivan rides a little bit higher than like other cars on the highway or whatever. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm just like probably reading a comic or whatever. I'm just an innocent kid, you know, doing my thing, you know, <laughs> riding with my family. And I look over and there's this dude fucking driving next to us. And he's just fucking just beating off super hard. He's got this raging boner and he's driving his car oh and gosh. he's just fucking jerking off on the highway, dude. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and totally made Did it. you guys make eye contact? So, oh my God, thank God. No, I don't think I could see his face. <laughs> I feel like I could just see his dick. <laughs> but no, I don't remember anything else about it. I just remember that. And I was like, holy, what the fuck is going on right now? So takes all people. Yep. I mean, you know, that's what uh maybe some people do to stay awake when they're driving or just to <laughs> stay super horny when they're driving. <laughs> maybe that guy was just like, drive horny. <laughs> he can't fall asleep. He definitely had a tattoo that said drive horny on him on his back. <laughs> on his chest. He saw that. On his he saw stomach. that first. He had a tramp stamp that said drive horny. <laughs> That's the new Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is definitely going to be in a movie called Drive Horny. Nicolas Cage. Oh. So that's the injury history. That's that's pretty legendary. That's pretty epic. I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, we for for adding on to the lore, I also invented the Squatch Walk. Actually, I stole it from Greenstone because Greenstone gets lost doing it. Right. Yep. Yep, Green, Andrew Greenstone got lost the first year of camp looking for he no he saw a deer because the first mm -hmm. time we were walking the property during camp like I brought you know like second day here or whatever I brought all the brought all the dudes the 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 year one cadets uh, up in the woods and we were just walking around the property kind of getting them acquainted with it this was before we marked all the property lines so that you know we needed to make sure people knew where they were so they didn't get wander off into the woods like like Andrew subsequently did and uh so we were just walking around and a deer like we were like in the there's like jurassic ferns out in the woods <laughs> in some of these clearings up in our woods and uh we were just like walking in the woods and like 10 feet away from us this fucking full-grown deer just like leaps up out of the ferns and like sprints away and I guess <clears throat> I didn't know this, but Andrew said that he thought that was like his spirit deer. And then like he, <laughs> he had gone off later on to try to find that deer again. And that's what led him. He got wicked lost in the woods and uh, got all turned around and, uh, and and then ended up finding his way to the road and then back up back up here like a couple hours later. I don't even know if people knew that he was gone. Actually, I can't remember. Mm hmm. But yeah, so that's so that's uh, so you say that that's what inspired you. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, Andrew. So when I was there, my year, my first year, he took us 
because he had a secret spot which will name which will be uh, not discussed because it is the future subject of future Squatch Walk. Yeah, there's Walks. certain things, you know, we try to explain as much as we can on the pod to people, but there are definitely, it's a secret society of Ghost Scouts for a reason. There are secrets mm-hmm. at Ghost Scout Training Camp yeah. that nobody can divulge. There are things that we cannot talk about. And uh, so we will describe everything we can, but some things are top right. secret. That's true. But anyway, so it was uh, Fitzy, uh, Alfonso, me, uh, Pussy Wizard, uh, and um, Greenstone. They had this thing that they were going to show us, but then we got like super lost trying to find it. Um, we eventually did, but uh, I remembered where it was because there was uh, a lot cleaner of a path to get there than the one we took. Right. Yeah, so it's 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 a lot easier to get to now that you know where it is. Yeah, yeah. But, they found yeah. They, there's something very strange and mysterious and spooky and fucked. Yeah, up. very very super, spooky. Super fucked up. Mm-hmm. But we can't talk about it <clears throat> unless can't you come to it. Ghost Scout training camp, and then you will learn all the secrets. You will learn most of the secrets because there's the deeper you get into the secret society, the more secrets there are. Could there perhaps be True. secret societies within the secret society? There's probably secrets that you don't even know about. Oh fuck! Ooh. God damn it! Ooh. Layers, oh. so many layers of secrets. I have a secret like... that only I know about you that nobody else knows that you don't know. Oh, I don't know if that's true because I know all the secrets about me. <laughs> that's an inside joke about the noise my one of my dogs makes. Uh, he always goes, he always goes. He always we have old man Banks. He's always. Uh, coughing for some reason. Sometimes I'll even forget and I'll hear him <laughs> coughing out in the yard and I'm like, who the fuck is out there? I'm like, who, who is in my yard right now? <laughs> yeah, and then the other dog, Keenan, he does some talking. Where he's like, uh, start to, uh, he sees you eating something and he wants it, he'll start to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Good dogs. Yeah. Good, good inside jokes. Good inside, mm-hmm. boring inside jokes. Like, why are they describe? Why are they explaining all these fucking stupid jokes? Now, now someone's gonna write to me and say, "Please stop describing all these inside jokes that are boring and lame." What sort of uh, what sort of uh, negative feedback have you gotten from the podcast? None. No, none. none. Oh, I mean, good. I don't know. People probably just don't listen to it if they don't like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Just positive feedback, man. Lots of positive feedback. People are digging it, and people are supporting the Patreon page. Shout out to everybody supporting the Patreon page. That's super epic. You get the early, early listen, right? Yep. Yeah. You get it two days early. Uh, people who are subscribed to the Patreon are going to be hearing this podcast basically when we're done. Like I'm gonna, we'll we'll wrap it. And then I'll add the intro and outro in post-production. And then I just put it immediately right up to the Patreon. Um, And then uh, two days later, I put it up on SoundCloud and iTunes and stuff. So if you like immediate access, plus you can get yourself shout-outs on the podcast. Fucking step up to get your rep up. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, pretty pretty cool. That, that That was the paid advertisement. That was the paid advertisement for today. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so you are 
currently. Tell us about your uh, current state of employment as a, a visual artist. Well, I work on the Emmy award-winning show uh, Archer Woo! as a back as a background painter. Nice. Season nine. Season nine will drop in uh, February or March, something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know much about the show other than I work on it. I haven't I haven't really watched any of the episodes. So if you got excited, I took excitement away for, from you. So. Um, and this isn't but, the first. This isn't the first season you've worked on Archer, right? Didn't you work on previous seasons? No, I, I worked on another show called Chosen: Rest in Hell, oh, right. um, which wasn't which wasn't funny. That it really had a hard time being successful. It was called Chosen. Uh, it was called Chosen, and it's dead. And it and you're saying Rest in Hell, right? Yeah, for sure. It wasn't called yeah, Chosen: got... Rest in Hell. No, no, okay. no. <laughs> that was that was just my comment. <laughs> But uh, I was a background painter on that show as well, and that was uh, it. Only lasted one season. Yeah. Um, I also worked uh, for Bento Box Studio doing a pilot episode for a show that I guess doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so mostly been doing background painting uh, professionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you, oh, hear Wolf? can you hear Wolfie? <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> hey, buddy, keep it down, okay? We're trying to do a pot up here. <laughs> Did you say, okay, I'll be quiet? I don't know. <laughs> He's out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I also did uh, architecture work for a while. Traveled the states measuring buildings. Um stuff like that. Yeah. And um and doing freelance animation here and there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Comic comic stuff. Um trying to kind of expand the stuff that I do. Yeah, you've been kind of trying to wrestle your you know, your your professional career as a visual artist into being. You you you've got you've got you kinda go on and off a little bit. Yeah. I think now I'm starting to get more solidified and and uh, I think I had a lot of limitations in terms of what I could and couldn't do before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, thanks to Ghost Camp, you know, being able to see that I can, you know, do a comic or I can do animation. And just knowing that I don't have those limitations and I can break break away from them. And getting that work ethic from Ghost Camp really uh, solidified me in terms of my um, professional career. Because wow. there's 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 always moments where, you know, you might not have work, but you know, taking that time that you do have and hustling and you know networking, and because uh, honestly, I think I learned more about just staying productive from Ghost Camp than I did from SCAD, which yeah. is where I went to school. So you went to um, SCAD. What 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 is the name of that college? Savannah College of Art and Design. Right. Also, Greenstone went there. Yep, and you Shout went for comics, or I went for illustration. Okay, illustration. Yeah, that's always been yeah. my philosophy. Is like you know, if I if I you know when I when I have work, I do the work, and then when I don't have work, I'm just creating as much personal work as possible for to, and and to post that up. Um, you know, early on in my career, uh, you know that that was my thing of just like 
you know, just creating as much work as I could, getting fresh work up, you know, a couple times a week and just really building up my brand for myself, figuring out my voice as an artist and then just staying super productive so that I was in front of people's eyeballs and on their mind and, 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 you know, um, just, just, just doing that, just, just keeping, uh, keeping, keeping that output high to me is a crucial part of it. You know, I think some people think, oh, I'm going to work when I have a job and then I'll, you know, wait till I get my next job. But I think you always got to be pedal to the metal, just cranking out your work and, uh, yeah. and doing that. That's how you, that's how you stay getting paid. Yeah. And I think when I worked the architecture job for like, it was almost three years that kind of helped me to see, uh, you know, how much I really missed doing art and how much I realized like that's more of my purpose in terms of what I want to do. And right. Cause that opportunity came through your dad, who's an architect, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and my, my uncle's firm also. Yeah. So I, so you, I had, you had an opportunity. Tra- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, the job was that I would travel to the country and measure buildings, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. I mean, it, it was, it was, you know, I got to, you know, I got paid to come up to Ghost Camp last year, right? Because I, I did a site out there. Yep, you're doing got, survey like, stuff. I got like two G's to do that, so mm-hmm. I mean that paid for the trip. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, just being isolated from doing what you love really takes a toll on you emotionally and and physically. I mean, yeah. I think that's when the pizza body came into play, dude. I dude, I, did, <laughs> yeah. I did a world. I did a national. <laughs> I did a national tour of pizza i i would every city i go to i'd try their pizza you ate your way like, across the country i i would eat i would eat five square meals a day i had <laughs> you I, ate five I round, a, you ate five round dude, meals a day dude i i had a i had a 60 dollar per diem i was like dang that's that's a lot of money for food so i was like i'm gonna use it <laughs> so oh i would just God. pizza in the morning pizza in the evening pizza at supper time dude oh my you God. know you're like do you have a bacon and eggs pizza here yeah, I mean, some places did. So, you know, so I got to go to Alaska. That was fun. Yeah. Went went all over the states. So, yeah, cuz I remember you had that opportunity again recently and you called me up and and we had, had the we had had the conversation I think the time before too and you're like, "Oh, I got yeah. this opportunity to make a lot of money and it's easy and you know, should I do this?" And, you know, I think my advice has always been to you, you know, that I mean, that's that's good, but like, you know, unless you can really be working on your artwork at the same time or really work that into Mm -hmm. really forwarding your goals as a visual artist, it can amount to being a distraction, you know, and, and, and especially, yeah, especially compounding it with the, with making it harder to work out, making heart, making it harder to eat better, you know, it's uh it's a distraction in a lot of levels and, and, uh, and, and yeah, you know, I mean, even me, if they, if I stop putting out work, um, you know, or I'm working on a project where I'm not putting stuff up for a long time, you know, I get less inquiries about jobs and all that stuff. So it's, you know, even if you're established, you know, you really got to keep putting out work to, uh, to keep, you know, I, I feel like it's like something that has to do with just the, just the energy in the universe that when you're putting out work, things are happening and it's manifesting and you're really working on manifesting your destiny. And if you're not doing that, the universe is like, all right, then, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna meet you halfway anymore. So I feel like it is super crucial to, you know, make that plan, stay focused and, and make sure that, you know, the majority, I mean, we all need to do what we got to do to pay the bills for sure. But I think if your goal is to be a professional visual artist, you have to make sure that 
that that there's a good chunk of your peak hours that are really being focused on developing your craft and your brand and getting work in out there on social media and on your website and stuff because you know if you're stagnating it's really going to hurt you right for sure yeah and uh yeah and the choice was was made to you know i mean it was either work doing architecture or take this job at Floyd County Productions, which does Archer, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it, it it was a lot of waiting for sure. I mean, I, I had to wait like a few months before either of those jobs got back to me. Mm-hmm. But I uh, a week before I got hired at Floyd County, I uh, told my uncle who was going to hire me to do the same stuff that I didn't want to work for him. Also, because mm-hmm. he was trying to give me a bad. He was going to give me a bad deal. It wasn't going to be good. Oh, dang. Look, yeah, he was trying to shortchange me real hard. Damn. Shout out to the... I just got some deja vu. That was weird. (laughs) Shout out. Shout out to the penny-pinching uncles out there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going to hire my nephew to do it for pennies on the dollar. Pennies on the dollar. He was only going to give you like $50 per diem for food. And you're like, I can't do it, man. I just can't do it. I need that extra 10 bucks. That's so weird. I'm having crazy deja vu right now. Have we done this podcast before? I think we did in another dimension. We're in a time loop. With with the the Squatch Tars. Oh, shit. Dude, this is a Squatch Tar podcast. What if we are up in the cabin right now doing the same podcast? Dude, I'm taking a nap and I'm communicating you through a dream. (sighs) Ah. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> and then uh let's see what else you did you worked on that bart kira project right oh yeah yeah so i uh i did um some pages for the bart kira project also uh daniel chang also did pages shout out uh, to mind cop yeah and jared did but he doesn't like to talk about it he, he doesn't like yeah they they like colored his work without his permission oh. and he was understandably upset about that do they do a bad job i i think they just assigned someone to do it i i think he was i don't i don't know the whole situation why did you color it, your own stuff i did yeah i i colored my own but i i think they i i don't know the story you'll have to get them on your podcast and mm, ask. we're gonna get to the bottom of this one mm-hmm Shout out to Mystery Sack. Shout out Thanks to for Salty. Me. Shout out to that salty old Mystery Sack. Jared can definitely get salty about some stuff. He can definitely get some salt. <laughs> he gets some salt in his wounds. Yeah. For sure. For He's sure. a great guy. He, he <laughs> let me stay with him. He let me stay with him in LA. Oh, I love this mystery Pretty sack. Fun. Big shout out to mystery sack. He's he, you know, he runs the Ghost Scout Tumblr. He runs yep. um he runs the Ghost Scout uh collective Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um and uh he coordinates the interview thing the, right yep he does those yeah yep. that's yeah he does those little scout interview uh pages that people post up so big mm-hmm. shout out to the mystery sack he uh very prides himself on uh meeting uh as many scouts as possible face to face he loves to meet all the new cadets and hang out with them and yeah and, uh, all that so and he also, well, when, yeah. he, when he came to camp, legendary, he came to camp and he lost 25 pounds at camp. Oh, yeah. That was insane. He, and he's kept it off. He's kept it off, dude. He has kept it off. He totally has. He looked, when I saw him, I just saw him in L.A. when I went for the Adventure Time rap party. And, yeah, he's looking svelte. He's like, he looks yeah, like dude, a Yeah, dude, I, I took human. his weight. 
I took his weight. <laughs> yeah, he just transferred it to you. Dude, I think he has yeah. a Squatch Pizza Voodoo doll, and he's just poking Yeah, dude, he's oh, poking, dude, he's, he's feeding the voodoo, voodoo doll pizza. He's, he's poking the penis of your voodoo doll with pizza, oh, no. and you're just fucking gaining weight. Dude, it can't, it's not, there's nothing I can do. I need it's to get like, like a... It's like thinner. I need to break a hut. I need to break a hex or something. Damn, fucking, you need to break a pizza hut hut. <laughs> a pizza hut hex. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Um what, but yeah, what, so what, the the yeah. the Bart Kira thing and then um I did like some fan animation for it as well and then uh, Oh yeah, that I animation got, was sick as fuck. Yeah, and then I got uh, invited to do a comic show out in Japan. Yeah. Um because of it. So yeah. that was that was pretty cool too. That's super rad. Uh, yeah, but the Japanese people when they picked up my comic they're like, how much is this? And it was like the equivalent of ten bucks. Mm-hmm. And they like, they just scoffed and put it down. I was like, it. oh, and I was like, they're imported. That's why they're more expensive. Yeah, well, that's lame. I mean, it's like a zine that you put together. You're like, dude, I had to draw that. I'm not Marvel Comics. Yeah, it's not some three ninety nine shit. If I did it, I'd charge fifty bucks. Yeah, I know. You one you page. Charge, uh, <laughs> you charge like what two dollars per pencil stroke? Exactly. Or ink stroke? Yeah. If I have to sharpen yeah. my pencil, every time I sharpen my pencil, it's a thousand dollars. That's how I gauge my jobs. Yeah. Every time I, I dip my I brush, figured. every time I dip my brush to ink, it's five hundred bucks. Every time you take a, a piss break, that's uh, another fifty cents. Yeah, if I have to take a shit, we're talking a grand. We're talking a grand yeah. old shit right there. That's a baby Ruth right there. Yeah, that's a fucking. That's a baby Ruth. <laughs> Um, it, oh, you it? know. So, wh- yeah. what are you gonna do about uh, OJ being freed? You gonna get him uh, up up on the the pond on the jet ski? I don't think he can. Well, number one, the pond is more swampy than Pondy now. I don't think, mm. I think the jet ski equation is out of there. Um, but I don't <laughs> think he can leave Nevada. I think he he has to stay in one. Oh, state. Oh, is that true? Yeah, he was gonna go to Florida where his where his kids are, but the Florida DA was like, "Don't come here." <laughs> they straight up oh, said, don't fucking come to florida so he's just chilling in nevada so he's been in like vegas and shit like it's probably that's probably the worst place for him to be because that's where he <laughs> yeah was, seriously that's where he was in jail but yeah like a week after he was like paroled he was like signing memorabilia in a hotel again that's like how he got arrested oh, wow. in the first place so no he was just in the news again because he went to uh he was at a bar watching the bills playoff game fucking taking mm-hmm. selfies with fans and shit dude like it's so crazy dude this is so wild oh yeah. man oj simpson shout out to oj simpson orenthal james simpson mm-hmm. um oh what i wanted to ask you about the barkira thing was uh, oh yeah was it was it just the first book that they did they did all six volumes are you serious yeah, yeah, wow. I over three hundred artists. Wow! It's all you can you can check it out all on. Uh, I think it's just the Bart Gear Project. Wow! If you just search that, you can find it. Yeah, because I just um, yeah, I just yeah. Go ahead. Uh, it's it's all free to read online and and it's really cool. Yeah, it has to be free, right? Because of the licensing issues, they couldn't yeah. really monetize it at all. For sure. That's cool. Did did anybody from like uh the Simpsons or anything like uh shout out the project or endorse the project? Like was there any like Well, they got a com they got a comment from uh from Matt Gr- Gorning, Graining? Gr- Groin the man? creator. Groin, Groin man. man. <laughs> Groin man. <laughs> they he 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 uh he said he liked it. He thought it was cool. That's cool. But uh I think uh Kesashiro Tomo 
he uh he was just like oh that's funny like he he was, oh, just was kind of like whatever still alive? yeah he's still alive oh fuck is he making comics he's, he's old no he's he's old as shit but wow he's old i mean i don't he might do like uh producing but i don't know i haven't heard anything recent wow. that he's done have you read other of his comics um uh, i've I've watched a few of his other projects that he was involved in. He did this one called Memories. Uh-huh. It's like a three-part thing with a couple other uh, animators, and that one's pretty cool. And then there's one called Robot Carnival. Uh-huh. Oh no, no, it's called it's called Rujin Z, uh-huh. and uh, that one's like uh, it's like a cyborg story sort of thing. It's really okay. tight. Wow. Um, but I haven't read any of his other manga. Yeah. Yeah, I uh I I just finished reading the first two volumes. I got to get the rest, but oh my god, dude, I had no idea how yeah, good they it's were. So good. It's like yeah, fuck, it's like fucking so much... me up. Like it's insanely yeah, good, dude. It is. Yeah, and like uh the movie's really the the movie barely touches on anything. Yeah. I mean, it's it's I mean, it's visually very good to look at and it's, you know, a beautiful movie, but there's so much more in the manga. Yeah. No, I'm amazed at the level of execution of all the panels. Like, the technical chops that that guy has are just fucking ridiculous. It's... And he did, he did pretty much all of that on his own. He didn't have, like, hardly any assistance. Yeah. That's wild, man. Is there, like, a documentary or anything about any of that? I'm sure there is. Yeah. I haven't seen one, but I'm sure there is something yeah. out there. Because that's definitely in the running now for my favorite comic of all time like i'm i gotta finish reading it but i'm like i had no idea how good i wasn't prepared for how much it was gonna just like because it's also like you know just just the just the attitude of the kids and all that like comes through so much more in the comic and like the characters and just like i don't know it speaks to me so much like it's so fucking good man it's so like the characters are so much more Mm well-rounded and and there's no like real focus on any main character yeah which is also kind of cool yeah it's 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 more uh into like uh you get more enthralled in it for sure yeah 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 i just the scope of it is insane i still don't understand maybe it's just because i've barely done comics and maybe someday i'll be able to get to some kind of level where you know I'm, i'm juggling stuff like that but i can't imagine just telling such complex stories and all the characters and all the dialogue and all this is like wow to do all that yourself and have it all in your head and have the vision of it man to me is just amazing and i mean that's you know i mean that's why it's one of the greatest of all time and and so yeah it took him like uh took him like 15 years or something to do it all man it's taken me fucking six years just to build this fucking shell of a house yeah, <laughs> 15 years to draw like all that shit doesn't even sound like that much time man how many pages is that i mean that's like what are those like it's like 300 pages each or something times six yeah it's, I mean, it's like it's over yeah it's it's like 3,000 pages that's insanity man like that's insane yeah. like if you draw two pages a week that's only 100 pages a year yeah it's, like i couldn't draw those two of those pages a week i mean if that's all i did Mm-hmm. You know, but fuck, man, he must have been fast as shit about drawing. But they're so technical too, like all the fucking, yeah, all the mech in it, all the fucking, the the backgrounds and the uh, everything is so designed so sickly. I mean, it's like a genius level shit. Like you know, it is. 
it's not just like, oh, I'm like drawing a world that already exists. He's like drawing this insane vision of the future where everything is designed just so well. And, and you know, I'm just amazed by it. Yeah, for sure. Legendary. For for real. For real, man. Oh, yeah, I never watched the extras on my Akira DVD. I should watch. There's a second disc. Of oh, yeah, the there's, there's, probably, there's probably something about it on there. Yeah, I'm going to get in there and absorb it yeah i'm I'm finishing up that uh edena book that mobius edena one. Oh yeah that one is super fucking good too oh my god man there's so much good comics out there yeah i i've been a little dry on my comics lately i need to restock some yeah it's getting me i did, I did i did i've been i've been checking out this one publisher no brow mm-hmm. which is pretty they've got some good stuff i don't yeah. know where they're based out of yeah no i'm definitely i'm definitely familiar with them is that who puts out uh for oh, didn't they put out what didn't they put out one of your comics no brow no 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 just only no just, just the two with top shelf Nah, bro. But I think No Brow might put out um, "Forming" by by Jesse Moynihan, right? Do they? Yeah, do? I think I think so. Yeah, yeah. I just oh yeah, I just subscribed to uh, to his Patreon. Shout out uh, Jesse Moynihan, the homie from Adventure Time, and doing uh, the "Forming" comic. I just subscribed to his Patreon for "Forming." Mm-hmm. Everybody should go do the same thing. And I also supported my favorite podcast, Last Podcast on the Left. I just became one of their subscribers as well. I'm I'm actually really hyped. It's cool that, you know, I, I hadn't really participated in a lot of the crowdfunding stuff before, but uh since Yeah, I've you been, seem to be on it. You're yeah, on top no, of it. I'm, I, 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 I gave to uh you know the homie Ron Wimberley's new Kickstarter project. Um there's this kid in Maine, uh Ben Bishop, who did that choose your own adventure comic, the aggregate, and I, I back he's <laughs> doing a new one with Kevin Eastman. Um, the Ninja Turtle guy, they're working on a project together oh, sweet. that I backed on Kickstarter and then, yeah, getting involved in, uh, getting involved in supporting shit on Patreon now that I'm up on there. I'm, I'm just, I didn't, before I thought of them as kind of novelty, like, oh, you could use this if you wanted to like jumpstart a project or whatever. But now I'm really seeing it as a much more productive and progressive form of social media where like, instead of just everybody jumping on Facebook and, and using all their opinions yeah. and all this bullshit. It's like, yo, let's all jump on like Patreon and Kickstarter and like be developing our own projects and be supporting each other's yeah, projects. And it, and, and it, it, it holds the creators kind of to, you know, a certain level of expectation, which, you know, in turn makes you stay on your toes to make yeah. sure you actually get yeah, your makes stuff it done. more official. You have to step up to the plate. You know, nobody's going to back your project. If you're not, if you don't have a good pitch, if you're not, you know, if you're not, uh, really articulating your vision of the project and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm 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 definitely seeing it in a whole new way, which is really cool. I'm I'm getting really excited about the idea of these like really truly artistic these artistic community forms of social media as being much more useful um, than just the you know Instagram or or Facebook, which we, which are definitely crucial to promoting and stuff like that. But you know um, these other forms of social media, if you look at it in terms of social media, is much more progressive and productive. So it's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. So get yeah. up on there, people. Don't just support this podcast. Support your favorite creators. Support your favorite projects. You know what I'm saying? This is how, you know, I mean, it's uh, in out in the world. Sometimes it's hard to, as, as people know, if they've been trying to break into, you know, 
being a professional artist, it's sometimes hard to drum up money for your own projects and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, if, 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 if everybody kind of gets on board with these platforms, it could be a, just a whole lot easier and it won't just be for the top level artists who can get stuff going. I think it could really trickle down and, and, and open up to a lot of beginners and all that stuff too. So yeah, trickle down economics. Think about it. Trickle it down. Tickle me economics. Sprinkle it down. Dude, sprinkle some spice on me, bro. Yeah, bro. Put some spice rub on my body next time we have a cookout. Mm, barbecue body. Mmm, barbecue spices. What if the next time we hike Mount Mansfield, I put Danny, oh, no. Glo- I put Danny Glover spice rub all over your body first? <laughs> you would smell so know. delicious by the time you got up. It might yeah. be motivating. I'd be, fu- I'd be like, fully what cooked. It smells so good. I'd be, fu- I'd be fully cooked by the time I get to the top. Oh, it'd be so good, man. The, the, yeah. all, the, all these animals would start following you up the mountain. You'd probably get attacked. <laughs> You'd probably get attacked and eaten by a bear, actually. Probably. Even though they yeah, don't. Yeah, Mount, Mount, Mount Mansfield is definitely my enemy. No, you got to conquer it, bro. I know. I've only done it twice. Yep. Yep. That's my favorite hike. Yeah. Is that it's your, not my favorite hike. Your, no. no, it is your favorite, though, in some ways. No, it's, in some no, ways. it's not. If, if you were to categorize your favorite of your least favorites, it would be the favorite of your least favorites. It would be the bottom of my top? Yeah. Least favorite. Like, you love to hate Mount Mansfield. I I do. Like I love but to hate this. Last hike. time, last time you didn't let us take grinders up. So no, you could have <laughs> brought the grinder up. You just had to buy it the the day before. Yeah, but then it's all soggy and nasty, dude. Because <laughs> normally, well, the first uh, traditionally before the hikes, we would go to the corner store and have a bunch of subs made. But because they're to you know to take up and eat at the summit the summit sub but um but you know the lady hated us because there we'd show up there at 6 a.m or whatever you know 7 a.m and you know 14 of us would pile in there and then they have they get slammed and it takes fucking an hour and a half to make all those subs (laughs) or all this shit around so so uh you know the past two years i was like all right if you want to get a sub, you got to get it the day before. We're not stopping in the morning and getting this hour and a half delay on the hike. So, so uh, yeah, which definitely is better. It's definitely definitely insane to do that. Uh, yeah. And also, yeah, the the lady. Shout out to the to the um, to the lady at the at the at the corner store who who makes all those subs. And also, it doesn't work because only the first, and this sounds like a joke, but it's not a joke, only the first two or three subs are going to even resemble what you ordered. After yeah, that's that, right. After yeah. that, it's like, it's like, it's, 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 uh, it's grinder roulette. You don't know what you're going to get. You're going to open it at the top and there might be Band-Aids in there. You don't know, you don't, you don't know what you're going to be getting. You're going to get a Band-Aid tuna salad sub, uh, a tuna salad meatball sub at the top. She just starts putting together whatever's in front of her after like the third or after the second or third sub yeah she's an artisan she she makes artisanal yeah it's like subway she's uh she's a gas station sandwich artist Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm sandwich artist (laughs) 
Oh, Those man. ladies are so nice, though. They love training camp. Yeah, they are. And they do always ask when. They're like, when's that? When are those campers of yours coming back? They're always asking about it. It's so funny because yeah. everybody, you know, we live in a small town of 3,000 people. And, uh, you know, it, sort of everybody knows, uh, you know, that in the summertime, you know, uh, this group of people wandering through town, shopping and eating and stuff, they, they kind of realize that, oh, these are the Ghost Scouts this year. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty funny. It's sort of becoming... A, a, a legend in town it's true which is pretty cool. i remember one year one year uh i wrote the the ghost scouts on on like their there's like the co-ops art show oh right that never happened yeah you wrote it in i know i i don't you didn't even tell me i just noticed it one day i feel like i was like ghost shrimp or i was like ghost i, think, I don't know if you wrote <laughs> yeah. ghost shrimp or ghost scouts i was like I was like, oh, Ghost Scouts, what? And then, yeah, it definitely didn't come together. I think I told yeah. him, I'm like, yeah, I don't think we're going to be doing this. So, Yeah. Hardwick's a good town. I, I really enjoy yeah, visiting. Definitely. No, it's it's a great town, man. It's a, it's a, for, for what it is and where it is and all that, it's... Uh, it, I, I'm, I'm super fucking happy that we... That oh, we... by the way, shout, shout out to Perfect Fairy. I added him on Facebook. I know. He set up a Facebook page. We shouldn't talk about it. He'll be like, don't talk about oh, it. I'm not yeah. a 17-year-old. Oh, girl. yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of our one of our friends. Well, like, nobody knows who Perfect Perry is anyway. You, you can't mm-hmm. find him. You can't find him based on that moniker. But uh, yeah, That's one true. of our one of our friends who uh, really would slam social media and Facebook has has made a. I, he does listen to some of the podcasts. He I saw him the other day. He's like, I listened to the first episode of the podcast. Yeah, tell, I'll tell him Squelch says, hey. Yes, shout out to Perfect Squelch. Perry. Um, yeah, he did say, I know, Athena was like, oh my God, Perry's on Facebook. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Perry, that's Perry's cool. a great guy. I love Perry, man. I love me some Perry. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, well, we got an yeah, hour. You're... We got we got more than an hour into this pod, so. Yeah. So uh, is, there work. Any, is there anything else uh, that you wanted to shout out or bring up or cover or embarrass me with or anything like that? How are the cabins? How, you, you've been staying in there? <laughs> I'm, I'm living in the cabin right now. Um, no, yeah, they're good. They're just chilling. Um, I haven't been up there in a bit now. I mean, when I, I walk up there every day, I usually like peek in on them. Sometimes I go up in there to you know, fucking grab some rolling papers or smoke a joint or something like that. But mostly make sure uh, there's, there's no squatters. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure there's no, uh, no, uh, spooky ghosts, um, Mm -hmm. defecating or masturbating in the cabins. Um, but yeah, no, they're good. They're just chilling. Definitely looking forward to, uh, you know, getting some, uh, you know, residents up in there this year. It sounds like we're going to have a couple residents. Um, you know, once you become a ghost scout, you have access to, uh, recreational access to the ghost scout, ghost Trump national forest, and also, uh, the opportunity to do residencies in the cabins there, which is very fun. Um, we've had a couple really fun residencies. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like, uh, uh, sports magic um shout out uh daniel foothead dr foothead um an amazing animator from Aust- or no from new zealand excuse me uh from yeah new zealand. Oh, you almost got that Ooh, wrong he's a kiwi uh shout out and um he is uh he's he's working hard to uh make it happen to come out and do a residency this year he really wants to do it he was a cadet last year and um and then one of the students from 
the last round of the 12-week online group workshop. Uh, shout out Max Wilkins. Um, he is uh, he has already applied to Go Scout training camp, uh, which is the earliest the earliest uh, application of all time. Um, and, uh, cause we just started taking them two weeks ago and, um, he has already applied and he wants to do like a hybrid where he comes to do a residency and go scout training camp all in one go. Um, which, uh, if, if I know you, you know, if, uh, we did that once before with the meat prowler from Denmark, cause, uh, he was from the animation workshop and he had been one of my students there. So, um, normally I wouldn't let someone who wasn't already a go scout, uh, come up and do the residency, but, uh, uh, the he he did that hybrid residency where you come as a resident and then you do Ghost Scout training camp in the middle and then you return to the residency afterwards. Um, so yeah, Max is very uh, very controversial sort of plan. Is it? Are are you are you no, spicy I'm about it? I'm just kidding. How dare you? Um, it is. I mean, it is. It's controversial even to myself, the idea of uh, giving people privileges before they've earned them. But, you know, it's all based on me knowing the person and feeling like they'd be a good fit. You know, I mean, you know, I don't think everybody I don't think everybody's cut out to do a residency and stuff like that. So, you know, it really depends on who you are, where you're at, if it's going to be a good fit, if you're if you're if you're kind of high motor and can uh, be left alone and, and uh, accomplish things on your own up there and stuff like that. Cause residency is much more hands off. Ghost Scout training camp is obviously fully um, immersive. Hands on all over yeah. your body. Hands all over your body. Uh, I'm up there every day. Counselors are camping with you. I mean, it's nonstop. So, um, but yeah, the residency is much more of a, uh, of a, of a, of a uh, low key endeavor. Uh, more more relaxed um mm-hmm. but yeah so that's exciting uh to think that there's going to be more in there so yeah um if uh if people are interested in uh go scout training camp year seven the application is up um go shrimp um all the information for camp is up there it's going to be july 13th through august 1st this year um and uh and it starts on Friday the 13th, which is super Spooky. fucked up. Super fucked up. I didn't even really choose that. It basically chose itself because last year it started on July 14th, which was a Friday. I think I think you should just have graduation on the first day of camp. <laughs> it's a one-day camp. They, yeah, just see if they can make it through. Terror camp, one day only, mm-hmm. 24-7. You come here, you get stripped naked, you lay in the brook, <laughs> we hit you with spikes, we dump nails on you. And you yeah. can only eat grubs. You have to eat pizza through your urethra. <laughs> with grubs on them. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, yeah, apply to training camp. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, I got the outro and everything to do all my shout outs and whatnot. Um, All right. right. Where can people find you? People can find me at Squatch Matrix, S-Q-U-A-T-C-H-M-A-R, no, uh, (laughs) M-A-T-R-I-X. With an X. (laughs) With an X. With an X. Like the Matrix. Uh, Yes, like the Matrix. Like the movie The Matrix. um, Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, and I have my website, which is quatchmatrix.com. Sick. And, and you've you got lots of find, cool illustration find... work that people can check out, and you've got some merch. Animations. Yep. Do you have copies of that Akira zine that you made still? 
it's very limited. So uh, if you want to order it, it's still up on my on my uh, website. So I think there's less than ten copies. Ooh, I have one of them, and it's very juicy. Yeah. Very juicy. Now I can I should put it in my Akira book. You should. Because then, as a bookmark, I'll always know where it is. I think it's up in the cabins right now. Actually, I don't even know where it is. Yeah, that's okay. It's in the library. <laughs> the library of darkness. The library. But yeah, we're hoping to make a lot of progress this year. I feel like this is going to be a very productive year. Um, to all the Ghost Scouts out there, uh, attend the summit. You know what I'm saying? The summit's going to be the first. Weekend in June, um, it's going to be centered around that, um, but uh, you can attend Wednesday to Wednesday. It's going to be in the summit is an open week um, where all Ghost Scouts are invited to come recreate in the Ghost Trip National Forest. And uh, we're going to be building an outhouse, composting outhouse up in the sports field uh, because we're going to be moving Ghost Scout training camp up there this year. So this will be the first year where camp is up at the top plateau, which I'm very excited about. I think that's yes, be, think that's very exciting. Very cool. What do you think about that? Is that controversial? Very. You're going to have to walk a lot farther to get to camp. I'll tell you that. Oh man! I was going up there the other day, just thinking about the people hiking their gear up there. I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be awesome." They're gonna, it's gonna take so much longer. I was like, "I was like, I don't even know if we're gonna be able to put them to work when they first get here. They might just have to start bringing their stuff up. Like it might literally take them all day to just bring their stuff to camp." Yeah, hopefully it's not uh, muddy on the way up. Yeah, it probably will be. If not, we'll make it muddy. Hmm. And we'll hide in the. We'll have people hide uh, in the forest and jump out. We'll have ground man come. Shout out to ground man. Yeah, we'll dude, have, we'll ground, have man. ground man come and hide, and then he'll just pop out and be like, and then scare people, and then he'll fall over on the ground because that's like <laughs> what he always does, and that'll scare people even more because they'll think he might be seriously injured, and then everybody will drop their stuff to help him, and then he'll be like, psych, and then they'll have to pick up their stuff and keep walking up. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good technique. Shout out to Ground Man. The, the groundiest of, man. The legend of Ground Man. We're trying to hype up the legend of Ground Man. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. You know what I'm saying? We love, mm-hmm. our, we love our Ground Man. I love going and looking at the roster page and all the fucking people's names. It's so funny, man. We have like more than fifty. We have more than fifty scouts now. More than fifty. Tra- I know. More than fifty trained scouts. Yeah, I can't wait till we get to a hundred. That'll be nuts. Yeah, that's insanity. And shout out to uh, new supporter of the podcast, Mark Osborne is going to be. He has uh, made himself available. The Little Prince, Little P. Yep, Little P, uh, director of the Little Prince and Kung Fu Panda, and brother of Little Brother. Or no, wait, yeah, Little wait, Little Brother. Yeah, Little Brother of Mark. No, Osborne. I think. Yeah, yeah, little brother yeah, yeah. Of Ken Osborne, Little Brother of Ken Osborne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he is going to be a guest artist at uh ghost got training camp year seven so that's some new news that's our first and uh, first first guest is, artist of the year and ken osborne is going to be uh not allowing anyone into his house right ken osborne is going to be a counselor at camp he will be my neighbor then but he will be camping out for the duration of camp and uh yes there will be no cadets allowed in ken's house during camp that's a scout privilege 
It's gonna be yeah, a heavy, no, re- no. heavily regulated scout privilege during camp. Yeah, we can't definitely. let we no, can't let no Kent's house today. we can't let Kent's house poison Ghost Scout training camp. It's just not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I don't want anybody having fun off of my property. Okay. Uh, that didn't stop me all those years. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You can only go to the snack shack once a week. I'm gonna make you sign a contract when you come here. Dude, I will be, not sign it's that. It's gonna be. I'm not gonna let you in. Then it's gonna. I'll be, sign it in pizza sauce. <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> a contract that you can only go to the snack shack four times during camp. Four times a week. Nope. Four times total. <laughs> What if what if I get you those spicy pickles you like four so much? Four times a year, and you have to bring four me, times a year. You have to bring me three batches of spicy pickles every time. <laughs> every time, that's fine. That's, I'm gonna double that's down negotiable. next time I go. I'm gonna eat two two packs. Oh, it's so good. Oh, so good. So good. I want to go back now. Spicy, I wish it was open. Spicy fried pickles. It's weird. I had the first person that actually introduced me to fried pickles was uh, Penn Ward, creator of Adventure Time, and we were somewhere. Shout out. Yeah, shout out. And he, he we were somewhere in uh, L.A. and he ordered the fried pickles, and I was like, what? Because I had only ever we like fried mushrooms was really big growing up here, but I had never ever heard of fried pickles and then all of a sudden i started seeing them everywhere and then i moved to vermont and they're fucking selling fried pickles in my town i don't know what is going on but i love it it's a pickle apocalypse pickle apocalypse i feel like i stumbled into an alternate dimension an alternate dimension like i was in the dimension where the fried pickles didn't exist yet and then i just crossed over into the dimension where fried pickles always existed and i was the only one who didn't know about them so yeah you just had to go to the la uh, dimension i'm glad to be in the spicy fried pickle dimension because it's the most delicious dimension yeah it is i'm in the pizza dimension pizza dimension what about spicy fried pizza that sounds good Ooh, dude why are there not pickles? why are there not pickles on pizza that would be super good Oh, yeah, I can see it. I mean, there's pickles on a cheeseburger, right? Like, there's pickles and cheese. Pickles and cheese go together. Why wouldn't pickles and pizza go together? You need to make it happen. They put fucking pineapple on pizza, dude. They can't put a... That's gross. You can't fucking throw a pickle on there, bro? Put a pickle in it. Put a fucking... Make a pizza just on a giant pickle wedge. (laughs) Dude, what if they made... What if they put... Tomato sauce and cheese on a big pickle, and then baked it in pizza dough. Like a pizza, uh, a pickle calzone. Yeah, a pickle oh, calzone. dude, a calzone full of spicy fried pickles would be so good. <laughs> oh my god, what if we, dude? This is what we need to do. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to the snack shack and get an order of spicy fried pickles, okay? And then we're gonna uh-huh, take uh-huh. it to Positive Pie and say, "Can oh. you make me a calzone with these spicy fried <laughs> pickles inside?" And that shit is gonna be so Dude, fucking next good. Level. That's the ghost oh. special right now. That's what we're doing next time you come. That's here. ghostiny. Let's do it. And you can have them. I, I will you do can it. Have them uh, put a mountain bowl, styrofoam bowl, and all in yours. <laughs> Okay. What, what would you have them put into your calzone? A grinder? 
No, I'd have I'd have fried mushrooms in mine. You'd have oh, that's that's pretty, yeah, that's almost standard. I mean, that's almost something that they could do. I'm surprised they don't yeah. do spice mushrooms or spicy fried pickles over a positive. Pie. They're not they're not trying to be competition with a snack shack. They're mutual beneficiaries. You know, I guess that's true. Yes, that's true. You know, when you when you're when you're tired of positive pie, you go to snack shack, and when you're tired of snack shack, you go to positive pie. Yeah, you can't have too much crossover. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was going to say maybe they cater to different markets, but there's probably only one market in a town of 3,000 people. That's true. It's just whoever's hungry. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, I think that's about it, man. Do you have anything else to add? Do you want to stir up any beef? Do you have, do you, are you going to weigh in? We haven't talked about the vegan-non-vegan controversy for a while. Do you have any uh, shade to throw at the vegan Ghost Scouts or anything like that? Uh, I mean... The shade's already been cast. I mean, they're vegans, so. Oh, uh, damn. Shots fired. What's nah, your take on I, it? Huh? What's your take on it? Are you Have you ever thought about going vegan? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. I've eaten vegan cheese once, uh-huh. and that was probably the worst experience of my life yeah. in terms of eating a pizza. Really? So Worse, yeah. than, the, worse mean, than all those days you spent in the tent? When you were crippled? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Enough to last a lifetime. Wow. <laughs> would you rather uh, I, Would you rather be physically crippled for the rest of your life or be a vegan? Oh, uh, what's the level? Are we talking Stephen Hawking level? Yeah, Stephen Hawking. Oh, no, man. You can talk through a tube. <laughs> That's but you're tough. not a genius. But you're not a genius, though. That's right. I'm not. Man, but I could still eat pizza. Could I use my jaw to eat pizza? You could suck it through the speech tube. No, you'd have to eat okay. it through your penis. That's where that would come in. <laughs> okay, then I would I would choose to be a vegan then. But, we I, put, I, but you could have taste buds put into your penis. So you could taste it through your penis. So we're talking 50 years down the line? No, dude, technology is advancing very fast, bro. I don't know if you know, but technology is advancing very fast. So this could happen like in a year. Mm. It's called a tasting penis. Mm. Yeah, okay. I'll think about it. Let me get back. (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, that'll be the follow-up. That'll be your return to the pod. Yeah. That'll be your return to the pod. What other beef can we stir up? I feel like we need more controversies and more beef on this podcast. Well, uh... Uh, Alex and my two or uh, Kyle were trying to stir up stuff saying they were like the best duo, but I know my homie Alfonso and I we ruled camp when we were double counselor. So, wait, are you saying on the basketball court or just as counselors? No, just just in general. Wow, and they okay, so they wanted to, they wanted this camp duo, yeah, strongest whoa, camp duo. Whoa, yeah. I like this. This yeah. is very controversial. I think there's going to be yes, some big clapback about this. So you're saying that you and Alfonso are a stronger leadership team than Alex and Kyle? Yes, Woo, I am. Damn, leaving those are some on a deep very cuts. spicy note. Those are some deep spicy fried cuts. pickles right there. Yeah, they are. Damn, I like that. Think about it. We wouldn't have the super psychs. Remember that lineage? Oh, the Super Psychs were very strong. That is true, dude. That yeah. the year of the Super Psych. Okay, so so Psych Lord, Psych Lord is into psyching people. Alfonso is Psych Lord, and he's heavy into the Psychs. 
and we started really doing a lot of psychs. And if you don't know mm-hmm. what a psych is, just watch Borat, where they try to explain to him what a psych joke is. But basically, you tell someone something that's not true, and then you go, psych! psych! And, uh, and uh, we were really super psyching. We got into so many psychs. <laughs> Uh, that was sort of the that was sort of the inside joke and the theme, uh, and and we'd really go insane with because uh, d- Fonzie does his Fonzie face and dance. He has like a face that he makes and a <laughs> yeah, dance yeah, yeah, that yeah. he does when he's it's burned it. into my memory. And that's really it's so outrageous. It's like grotesque and and uh, and also handsome at the same time and uh, very yeah. disturbing, but also very comforting uh, at the same time. Um, so it's like almost like he's like opening a vortex into another reality when he does it is very powerful physical move i'd say that is the most powerful i'll go on record saying that fonzie's super psych face dance is the most powerful move that we've ever seen at ghost yeah, training camp it's true i would agree like that's his final form like when he's in that form like if he ever chose to fully exist in that form forever he would like if he did that face and and dance so much that his body froze into that position and he could only do that he would become the most powerful man in the universe like i think so alfonso for president oh my god wow Damn. Yeah. I like it. Okay, good. This is strong. This is a very strong finish. I definitely like it. All right. Well, um, we'll end on that uh, very controversial slap in the face. Uh, shots fired to the dicks and the balls mm. straight to the dicks and mm. the balls blowing scrotums out. Just scrotums blown all over the place. The fucking scrotum, My two Derek dicks. Scrotum massacre fucking out of here. Just bl- blood all over the walls from the shots fired at fucking Dusty Lupus and my two Derek's right now. That's right. Wow. Okay, good. Just watch out. You know I'm you know I'd be packing. All right. Well we're gonna click over and uh say goodbye, but you can say goodbye to all our wonderful listeners. See you later, guys. All right. See ya. Oh, we've done it again. We have given you another podcast that is a great conversation between two best friends. You know what I'm saying? These are my real life friends, and you can tell because we are tight. We love each other on the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast. Our friendships are tight knit over here, people. You know what I'm saying? You spend a lot of time in the forest with somebody every single day and night. You really get to appreciate who they are and what they're all about. And now we get to share it with you via the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast. And I couldn't be happier about it. And man, this was a this was a really good one. I love stirring up that spicy beef at the end. I can hear some blood boiling out there. I know there's going to be some ramifications to those bold statements made on this podcast by Squatch Matrix Original Camp Champion. You know what I'm saying? This is not the last you'll hear of all this spicy beef. Um, so, uh, let's see, we'll wrap it up. This has been a long one. Um, uh, we got all the, you know, shout out to the Patreon patrons, go to, um, patreon.com slash go shrimp to, uh, get early access to the pod and show some love to the pod. You know what I'm saying? Hit up my website for posters, uh, original artwork. Um, I sold some, uh, some sweet originals to the, to a dude in Dubai this week. Shout out my man in Dubai dropping some fucking 
stacks of money on original artwork. I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love getting hit up by people all over the world and selling original artwork, doing jobs for them, man. Nothing's better than this life. I'll tell you that. Um, and uh, make sure that you're using this podcast to make yourself more productive. Set some goals this week to get you closer to that best version of your life right now. And aim, you know, keep working, keep grinding, keep keep having fun, keep directing those routines and habits towards your ultimate dream goals. The life that is filled with the things that interest you most. Trust me, it is very, very, very possible. The, all the hard work is mental. You know what I'm saying? It's really, truly shifting your point of view and once you do that it starts to click and you really see that you're in charge of this shit and you can make it happen it's a little bit at a time you know what i'm saying it takes years and years to make all these goals to come to fruition it took me 10 years from when i first thought mm, it'd be really cool to buy my own land and build my own house till i was actually doing it and there was a lot of hard work in between and a lot of twists and turns a lot of unexpected shit that's exactly what you happen what happens when you start to try to make your dreams a reality you start getting all turned around it starts going upside down but you find a way to make it happen you got to get in there so you can see the clues of where to go next and uh, as usual listening to this podcast this is all about doing your thing this is all about living your best life but it's also truly about you inspiring other people helping other people to live their best lives you know what i'm saying it's about everybody being able to find their niche in the world. So when you're out there and you're seeing conflicts with people, you're seeing disagreements with people, you're looking at people and you're thinking that, man, that guy's not at all like me. That girl's not at all like me. That person is totally different than me. I can't even understand them. Maybe stop and go, wait a minute. I bet I could understand them if I just try to look at things from another angle. And you know what? Maybe we don't have to agree on everything, but maybe we can find that common ground of the shit that we actually do agree on, even if it's one little thing. And expand that out into something that is mind-opening, that is productive, that is positive, you know what I'm saying? And move this world towards a place where more people can get down, more people can get, you know, do what they want to do with their time here on this planet as a, as a creative creature in this infinite universe, you know what I'm saying? How can we unlock the potential of, of as many people as possible. That's the mission. That's the goal here. So join us. Join me in doing that. Getting out there and creating a positive impact on your friendships and your community and the greater world beyond. All right. So until next week, stay positive, stay productive. Peace out.